10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Do you have any music? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I know it's funny, I mean, actually in a way it wasn't really getting your mind blown, it's like getting like your mind revamped. It's like once you've heard that record, you're a fan forever. He makes the best mixes in the world. Look at this cover art. Tris does not know what she gave up. You are so in love with this guy, it is ridiculous. Okay, I've never met him. I have no idea who he is. I'm just gonna put this in my iPod. My top five is Jay, Nas, Scarface. Oh, okay. Rock him. Rock him. And then. I might let Biggie get in there. My sixth man's LL Cool J. Oh! Wow. Before the show! Yes. Oh my Before God. the show! Albums still matter. Like books and black lives, albums still matter. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Noteworthy, uh, the most eclectic radio show in Chicago. I am your host, Ivan Mitchell, and I do this on Mondays from 6 to 8 right here on UIC Radio, where music and culture ignite. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening at radio.uic.edu or on the Radio FX app. Just congratulate yourself. You've made a wise choice in joining me here for the next two hours. And what I like to do over the course of two hours here is that I play a variety of genres as well, giving some passionate and insightful commentary here and there. So in this upcoming hour, I'm going to play some tracks from Sharon Van Eden, Bat for Lashes, Jade Bird, Charlie Bliss, and a few other cool folks as well. I'm also going to talk a bit about Scott Walker. I said last week that if I didn't get to him, then I would do so tonight. So make sure to stick around for that. And if you haven't yet, please follow UIC Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can check me out on Facebook and SoundCloud at Noteworthy Radio Show on Twitter. And um, on Twitter, excuse me, sorry, the Twitter handle is Noteworthy Radio. So on Facebook and SoundCloud, it's Noteworthy Radio Show. And on Twitter, it's just simply Noteworthy Radio. And emails, they're also welcome. Uh, you can do so at NoteworthyRadioShow at gmail.com. I've got a lot to get into tonight. But first, I wanted to talk about this discussion last week about one of my favorite albums of all time. So there is this article from Jezebel with the headline, Jagged Little Pill is actually very bad. And it had, you know, the two question marks after that for added emphasis. And it got everyone fired up and ready to defend Alanis Morissette. Uh, the argument that the writer, Tracy Clark Flory, used is basically that the sound and the lyrics don't hold up and that it meant more to teenagers. It's not a very groundbreaking take. And I wasn't really impressed with that approach. Whenever you're talking about music critically, 
I can't take your stance seriously if you haven't put in the work to explain how you feel. And there was simply no nuance to her argument. And I even said so on Twitter. Why should I bother putting in the work to prove you wrong about something when you haven't put in the effort yourself? It's a waste of energy to do that. And I felt that the hot take of Jagged Little Pill being a bad album was simply just solid clickbait. Nothing more, nothing less. Even though the writer didn't take a critical approach to Jagged Little Pill, it inspired a lot of discussion about what it's like to go back to an album from our youth. And I found that way more interesting than the Jezebel article. So I have to admit that Jagged Little Pill is not only one of my favorite albums ever. It holds a special place in my heart because it was the first album I truly owned all by myself. This wasn't a hand-me-down from my sister or my brother, but my copy that my best friend dubbed for me on cassette tape. And it really helped build the path to me becoming the music nerd that you hear today. And I get that the album does have its flaws, or that some things may sound completely foreign to today's ears, but we shouldn't be afraid to be genuine about our love of something from the past, even if it becomes massively popular, or if we get older. When it comes to music, I've always believed in being honest with the younger version of yourself. Liking a song when you're young is probably one of the purest things you'll ever do in life, and you shouldn't run away from it, no matter how history has treated that song. That attachment to a song or an album or an artist was a genuine reflection of who you were at a certain period, and it should never be ignored. Sure, there are maybe more than a few things about Jagged Little Pill that screams 90s, but why should that be a bad thing? Why should we disqualify a work of art for being a product of its error? Why are we so easy to dismiss music that we loved when we were kids? It's one of the easiest things in the world to tear down something that's massively popular or anything that may not seem cool anymore. But I think it shows a lot more courage and honesty to stand by the music you love, regardless of the sales or whether it still feels contemporary. I believe that we're so quick to say something is bad because we want to prove to the world that we're right. As easy as it is to say you dislike something, it's that much harder to prove why it's worthy. You can easily say something like, I hate Maroon 5, and you would get so much positive reinforcement. But if you say that you really enjoyed their last album, you're going to get ridiculed. And it feels like we save the most venom for the most popular things. I think that this Jezebel article was an example of that. Jagged Little Pill is an easy target. Or at least that's what I thought. And then I saw an overwhelming amount of support for the album. And it made me feel good to see so many people stand up for an album that's been mostly left out of the rock canon. As far as my opinion goes, I think that the sincerity and raw naked emotion of Jagged Little Pill is what makes it so great then 
and what makes it great now. I'll admit that the whole approach was one that resonated the most with preteens and teenagers, but whatever. Their feelings are just as valid, just like yours was once upon a time. And not only are those feelings valid, they're genuine, which is a lot more than I can say for a lot of adults out here in the real world. So what I wanted to do to start off tonight's show is talk about some musicians and work of art that people once upon a time freely admitted to liking, but have cooled on since and pretended like they weren't fans. Of course, I'm going to begin with a jagged little pill track. It's the one that grabbed me on my very first listen, and I was well on my way to loving the album after that. When you think about some of that raw, naked emotion that I was talking about, Perfect is one of those tracks that first comes to mind. What Tracy Clark Flory saw as simple I thought there was a decent amount of complexity. I've always pictured this song about, well, I've always pictured it being about overbearing parents who pushed their child way too hard to excel in a competition. And it's pretty cruel when you think about it. It presents itself as this really soft, tender ballad at the beginning. And then it just gives you one gut punch after another. Uh, let's see, let's look at one of these lines. So with everything I do for you, the least you can do is keep quiet. And then the line that closes the song will love you just the way you are. If you're perfect, that's just pure acid right there. And yes, it's full of emotion, but it's short, excuse me, it's uh, short sighted and not really digging for context to approach it as just a song about a romantic relationship. But regardless, that's why I never took the article that seriously because I don't think the writer really engaged with the album. If you have a hot take with nothing to really back it up, you're kind of trolling. Sorry to say it, it's just clickbait. I understand the game, but it is what it is. And even if you hate Jagged Little Pill and you want me to take you seriously, I have no issue with you. But uh, seeing as this is my show and I'm not going to apologize for my love of this album, uh, no matter how uncool it is to do so in 2019, I'm just going to go ahead and play a track from it. So to kick off this week's Noteworthy, here is Alanis Morissette with Perfect right now on Noteworthy on UIC Radio. (laughs) 